Hi, and welcome to our show, Forever Paranormal, with your host, Dr. Bill and Ed, where we will discuss such things as cryptids, UFOs, hauntings, angels, unsolved mysteries, government conspiracies and cover-ups, witchcraft, the metaphysical, and more, as well as stories sent in by you, our listeners. If we can connect a paranormal element to it, we'll talk about it. And you may be surprised by what all is connected to the paranormal. Please don't forget to follow, rate, and share the show, since it would not be possible without you, our listeners. And as a public service, we would like to let everyone know that you are truly never alone, even if you think you are. The Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is 988. Just reach out. Hello everyone, and welcome to this episode. This episode is a listener experience from Coastal FL, who wishes to remain anonymous. And of course, we will honor that wish. Their story begins. Just so you have an idea of my background, knowledge, and experience, I grew up all over the rural southern U.S., from the Appalachian Mountains to the swamps, backwoods and bayous of the Deep South, where I spent most of my free time deep in the woods up into my early 20s. I spent a lot of my time hiking, camping, hunting, and fishing, and have always felt at home and peace miles from nowhere. The more remote, the better. I'm well-educated. I have a degree in a field of science, and I have seen various types of wildlife like coyotes, wolves, panthers, bears in the wild. When I was about 17, my family moved to the Florida Panhandle, a good distance outside of Pensacola. The woods in that area and around my house went on for many, many miles and are only interrupted by the occasional creek, river, country road, or farm. There really are many miles of woods that see very little traffic out there. I was told by the locals that the area around my house had special significance to the Native Americans, and on a few occasions, people would allude to things being odd in that area, but no one ever really told me anything specific. If anything, the few who did seem to know anything got weird and quiet if I pressed them about why they made remarks about the woods, so I just dismissed it and lived my outdoor life as normally as I would and could. On one occasion, some friends came over to our property and we decided to go camping. We went down to one of the creek bottoms a mile behind the house and hung out for a while, but after remembering all of the water moccasins that hung out down there, I decided against camping out and out of concern of having getting bitten by a snake in the dark. There were a lot of cottonmouths down there and they became very active at night. So around dusk, me and another kid went back to the house, and the other two were going to camp out for the night. Probably an hour after dark, the other two showed up looking shaken. They said they were going to sleep inside too. They seemed spooked, but when I asked them if something was wrong, they got weird and clammed up. The next day, we went back to the creek bottom to goof around and do teenager stuff. One of my friends had brought his rifle, which he seemed eager to try out. 
It was one of those old Chinese SKSs. We were messing around campsite that they had abandoned the night before when one of them commented about seeing something that looked like the invisible thing from the movie Predator. I thought they were being silly, but they were insistent. We looked around and saw nothing. A little while later, the friend with the rifle fired a shot up into the trees, which was immediately followed by a huge splash in the creek. When I looked in the creek, I saw large waves from the impact, like something had thrown something really big into it with a lot of force. For a fraction of a second, I thought I saw something brown and furry in the creek, but before my eyes could even focus on it, nothing was there to be seen, yet there were waves still moving. It was weird. I was surprised. I didn't know that he had intended to shoot at anything and had been looking the other way. My other friends didn't seem to know what had just happened either. We asked him what just happened and he said, I saw a large hairy thing up in that large limb on that tree and shot it. I know that was absolutely irresponsible of him. I asked him, what he just shot? Was it a raccoon or something? No, he said. It looked like something out of a zoo. Kind of like a big monkey or something, but it had a face and it was looking at me. I must have hit it because it fell into the creek. All of this happened in less than a minute, and we ran the 25 feet or so over to the creek, where we had all heard the splash. There was still a slight disturbance in the water, but we never saw anything. When I questioned a friend, he reiterated that he saw a hairy thing that reminded him of something similar to a baboon looking at him from the top of the tree limb, out of the tree, but he repeated, it had a face, and it was looking at him. I asked him, what do you mean? It had a face. Like a human face? He said, no, it wasn't human, but it didn't look like any other animal's face that I had ever seen. It didn't look like a monkey's face either. It was different. We searched the banks and looked around, but didn't find anything. We even walked down the creek a good ways to see if he had killed something and maybe it had floated away. We never found anything. No blood, no tracks, no fur. But whatever had happened, he had irresponsibly shot at something, and even if out of surprise, it had fallen into the creek, but we never found any sign of it. It was shortly after that things started feeling weird, a little eerie, and we called it a day. I never knew what to think of that event, and I think I had written it off as something that either just didn't make sense or some kind of crazy, very successful prank. I even asked the other two guys if they were screwing with me, and they swore that they hadn't done anything. One of them didn't see him fire the rifle, but didn't know what he was shooting at. He said he saw something fall in his peripheral vision, but when he looked in the creek, there wasn't anything there. Life continued on as normal, and I spent a lot of my free time hiking, exploring, and looking for fishing holes off of that small creek. At some point after this, I started having weird experiences in the woods periodically. Sometimes, usually late in the day or at dusk, I would get that feeling that I was being watched. The feeling wasn't there most of the time. It would just happen on occasion. I started noticing that sometimes in the evening, I would hear strange animal noises from the surrounding woods. 
A few times, it sounded like a blood-curdling scream. Once, it sounded like a roar, and a few times, it sounded like some type of odd bird cry, similar to a peacock. Being familiar with the animals, I always tried to deduce what animal had made the various noises. I concluded that the screams must have been a panther, that the roar must have been a bear, but the peacock noises made no sense. There were three neighbors within the next mile and a half on that isolated road, and none of them had peacocks. Then late one evening, I heard a more intimidating scream than before. It just sounded bizarre and caused me a sense of fear and dread. The scream sounded like a woman being murdered. I don't know how else to describe it. It was high-pitched, shrill, and loud. But it seemed too loud and lasted too long to be a human. I figured it must have been a panther, but it didn't feel right and sent chills down my spine. It was during the last bit of twilight before total darkness, and I hurried my butt back to the house. Sometime after that, the occasional sense of being watched followed began to feel stronger and more malevolent. On a couple of occasions after that, when I was out in the woods, I felt that I was not just being watched. I was being hunted, and that my life was in danger. I never saw or heard anything. The woods were always silent when this happened, and I was always quickly making my way home. I made a point to walk as I felt running might trigger a predator, like a panther, to chase me, if that's what it was. Whatever it was, I felt like I was in intimate danger of death. It was a consuming feeling like nothing that I've ever felt. One day during this time, my little brother and his friends came running excitedly up to me and told me the two of them had just seen a bear. Being that this area had been heavily hunted for many years and there were not supposed to be any bears anywhere near this part of Florida, I asked them what they saw. They said they had turned around and seen the hind end of something on all fours, walking into the edge of the forest. They only saw the very end of the creature and could only see the upper part of the back legs and its back right above the legs. They said it was brown, it had hair, and that it was much bigger than a dog, so it must have been a bear. Again, there are no bears known to exist anywhere near here. At some point after this, I was out hiking again one day, and I had made a point to bring my shotgun loaded with number four shot, which was the largest pellets that I had. I had begun carrying it when hiking on, as a precaution to whatever was out there. I was still leaning towards it being a panther. I didn't know what else it could be. That would stalk a human and go undetected. I had noticed that the strange feelings and various strange sounds seemed to happen around dusk or at night, so I had started making a point to get back home well before dark. This time, I had stayed out too late. Dusk was beginning as I was making my way home, and I felt it again. Something was watching me. No, it felt like something was after me. The level of fear and the senses that this thing triggered were completely different from anything that I had ever felt. I knew I was being stalked, but I couldn't see or hear anything as I made my way home. Whatever the thing was, it seemed to move with me as I had walked hundreds of yards, but the feeling had only grown stronger. I felt like my life was in peril, like something was about to lunge on me and kill me. Every hair on my body seemed to be standing up 
and I felt certain that whatever it was, that shotgun wasn't going to stop it. Despite the terror, I was feeling forced to myself to stop and scan the woods. Looking at both the ground and the trees, thinking that I might see a panther nearby, readying itself to pounce on me. There was nothing that I could see or hear. Everything was deathly quiet. It was about this time that I first remember hearing an inner voice saying something like, Don't stop. Go. Quick. Don't run. I started praying as I walked to the house. In every fiber of my being, I felt a sense of malice and intent. Whatever this was, it wanted to kill me. I felt sheer terror, sheer dread, in a way I had never felt in my now 17 years. Remember, I grew up in very rural areas full of remote, isolated spots. Those places were where I felt most at peace. Animals didn't scare me. Whatever this was, it did. That feeling was terrifying and consuming. It was all that I could do to walk home, clutching my useless shotgun, praying to God to protect me. And he did. Usually, when I got within two to three hundred yards of my house, the feeling would subside. This time, the feeling followed me right up to about fifty yards from my home. I continued praying as I reached the house. The feeling eased off, but I felt like it was nearby and watching. From that day on, I started occasionally feeling the malevolent presence emanating from the nearby woods. Sometimes it didn't feel safe in my own yard at night. I remember one time when I walked into the backyard and heard the scream again. It sounded like a woman screaming in terror, only extremely loud, and it lasted too long to be a human and then it transitioned to something like a baby crying. But the baby crying changed into something distorted and twisted, and it just felt and sounded like something that was wicked and was trying to frighten me. From that point on, I avoided the woods, especially when alone or in the evenings. I turned to partying and tried to push the events from my mind. A year or two had passed without incident, and I had gotten too relaxed. Sometimes, I get the occasional itch to go for a stroll at night. The moon was mostly full, the sky was clear, with lots of stars. It was bright, beautiful, and early autumn night. I still had enough apprehension to stay out of the fields in the woods, especially alone at night, so I decided to go for a walk down a rural country road. It was probably around midnight. I had walked several hundred yards down the paved road, and cut across the corner of someone's cow pasture to get to a dirt road. I had gone through an electric fence and had made it about 50 yards through the pasture when I thought I heard something moving in the adjacent cornfield on the opposite side of the dirt road from the pasture. I stopped and listened and heard the sound of something big moving quickly through the corn rows. At first, I thought it might be a deer until I realized that the steps and movements sounded bipedal and large. Several times it moved and then paused, then moved through the corn quickly again. After hearing the movement several times, suddenly the sound of movement was followed by the sound of a rabbit squealing. I instinctively crouched, peering into the darkness. Up until this moment, I had only been curious as to what kind of animal I had gotten close to. I had no way of fathoming what was about to step out. I saw a large bipedal figure walk out of the cornfield. 
It crossed a dirt road and stepped over the electric fence mid-stride without pause or effort. In the bright light of the moon and stars, I could make out some details. Its head had significant wolf-like features, a long snout and pointed ears. It was taller than a human, maybe seven feet, possibly a little more. And it walked, leaning forward with its shoulders hunched forward, like it was slightly crouched. It was covered in hair, but the hair seemed thinner or shorter on much of its torso and arms. I remember noticing it had a very lean, powerful, muscular build. Its arms seemed unusually long and hung low as it moved. It clutched something in one of what appeared to be long hands. I couldn't make out its color because of the limited light. It just appeared dark colored. I never noticed a tail or whatever it had the double knees these creatures are often portrayed as having. Despite being a semi-bright night, a lot of its body from the waist down was obscured by shadow. It crouched on the ground, clutching the rabbit in both hands, and I started hearing wet and crunching noises and realized that it was eating the rabbit. It was squatting low on the ground, holding it with both of its hands, eating it like you might eat a fried chicken drumstick or a thigh with both hands. At this point, I guess it couldn't have been more than 40 yards from me. It's hard to remember details you didn't think about at the time many years later. I had on a camouflage jacket and jeans, and I remember trying to make myself small while crouching and hoping it wouldn't notice me when it paused and sniffed, as if smelling something. Then it raised its head up and sniffed the air. It was at that moment that I thought, crap, I hope it isn't smelling my scent. At that moment, it looked directly at me and emitted this low, guttural growl, and I swear the eyes flashed red, something that I had never seen an animal do without a light reflecting on them. It was less bright than when a light reflects directly in an animal's eyes, but distinct enough. I could see the red eyes briefly flicker in the darkness. It didn't appear to be reflected light. It appeared to come from the creature for a split second and then disappeared. Bizarre, I know. Looking directly at me, the creature stood up like it was challenging me and growled this low, guttural growl that I had heard from the 40 yards or less away. At that moment, I felt fear overwhelm me. I had this overwhelming urge to haul butt back to my house, but something inside me, something told me not to run, that if I did, it would catch me and kill me. When I previously told about all the times I felt hunted and felt a sense of unnatural terror, like my life was about to be forfeit in a most sudden, violent way. Well, now, it was like I was looking at that source eye to eye. Somehow, I knew that this creature was a bad, wicked thing, far more powerful than me, and something like an inaudible voice kept telling me, if I ran, my life was forfeit. Walk, don't run, pray, stay calm. These thoughts kept going through my head but they weren't coming from my conscious mind. I slowly backed out of the field, never turning my back to the creature, until briefly when I had to cross the electric fence. Even then, I tried not to turn my back completely to it and kept one eye on it. At this point, it had moved deeper into the shadows of the pasture and was moving parallel to the direction I was going. I would occasionally hear it moving through the field, still staying parallel to me as I had begun to walk down the paved road towards my home. 
As I moved down the blacktop, I came to a section of woods with no houses or lights nearby. I had to walk through at least a few hundred yards of wooded road to get back to my house, and there was only one house on the way, no lights anywhere, and nothing but woods. The thing tracked alongside me the whole way, moving through the woods in the darkness with absolute ease. Occasionally, I would hear a branch crack or the swish of vegetation, and a few times it stopped to growl, that low, guttural growl to me. It's odd how I could hear it growl. I don't think I would have heard a dog growling at that distance. The entire time, I felt this overwhelming sense of dread, fear, and imminent, inescapable death. I continued to listen to the internal voice and prayed hard the whole way. It kept telling me to walk, not to run, and to pray. I prayed. Oh, did I pray. I don't know if it was the voice or my intuition, but I somehow knew that absolutely certainty that if I ran, it would kill me. There was something symbolic about the act of fleeing from this evil, and I knew if I did, everything was over. As I walked through the dark, wooded stretch of road, I remember wondering if any of my remains would be found, and if so, if they would claim it. I kept feeling like I was going to be killed at any moment. Time seemed to drag on. It seemed like forever until I got close to my house. I finally reached my driveway and even walked backwards up a hill to my house because I didn't want to turn my back to it. Sure enough, it was across the road from my house, growling from the edge of the tree line and bushes. I finally bolted when I got about 10 yards from my door. I ran through the house, locking doors, and grabbed my old shotgun. Even though I felt certain that the small game loads I had in it wouldn't do anything but make it mad. I was too afraid to look out the windows as I knew it was outside and feared seeing it looking back at me through the windows. The feeling that this thing gave me was not just a dangerous one. It was an evil feeling like this was a wicked, unnatural thing. I sat in my room and I prayed, if memory serves, until dawn broke. A few weeks or months later, sorry, I can't remember the specifics, my little sister came downstairs sometime around or after 1 a.m., white as a ghost and panic-stricken. She was terrified. You could see it all over her. When I asked my family what was wrong, they told me she had seen a bear crouching outside her window. She had woken up to a terrifying feeling, knew something was watching her sleep, and when she looked out the window next to her bed, she saw a bear with big red eyes staring at her. My sister slept in a bedroom on the second floor, but the garage adjoining that part of the house was one story. Something had climbed up on the roof of that garage and had been intently watching her through the window. I asked her point blank if she was sure it was a bear. I could tell she was terrified and didn't want to acknowledge something. She responded with, it was covered in hair, had big red eyes, and was staring at me sleeping through the window. I was asleep when I woke up with a feeling of terror. I knew something was watching me. It felt like it was bad. I'm paraphrasing as this was many years ago. I was generally too afraid to go back to the woods around my house after that, but when I did summon up the courage, I would periodically have to abruptly stop hikes in the woods 
near the house because everything would be fine, then I would suddenly become overwhelmed with my ominous feeling that I was living on borrowed time, that the creature was stalking me, that it was about to kill me. I almost always left immediately, feeling like the shotgun in my hands that I carried was useless. On multiple occasions, when this happened, I felt the inner voice again, telling me to leave now, walk, don't run, and to pray. On a couple of occasions that I lingered momentarily to scan the woods for the creature, I never saw anything, but I felt like it grew closer, and the danger grew more intimate, so I always left. It was around this time that I had found someone's white domestic rabbit hanging from a tree branch in the woods, disemboweled and with its eyes plucked out. It was hanging from a branch about five feet off the ground. It struck me it was like this was meant to be seen and found. It was placed in a highly visible location, right behind someone's property line at eye level, at the edge of a field besides the woods, where this thing seemed to frequent. It just seemed significant. It was about that time that I learned that Native Americans lived on a nearby adjacent property who reported to be witches and used blood magic. That was evil and bad stuff. I was told this by another Native American who told me to stay away from them. I'm part Native too. We lived near a reservation and multiple Natives told me about someone who was known as a shapeshifter. Someone who had purportedly demonstrated their ability to shift into animals and they had ties to this family. The few times someone told me something like that, they always acted like it was taboo, that the thing should not be speaking of, and I don't know if it's relevant, but it feels like it might be connected. A couple of years later, a friend of mine came to pick me up to take me to a nearby city. We pulled out of my driveway after midnight, and right down the middle of the road to my house, we saw a pair of huge wolves standing a few feet from the road calmly watching us, even staring at the car from a few feet away as we passed. Their presence and behavior seemed and felt very unnatural, and my friend who had grown up there freaked out. He became pale, sweaty, and started telling me those are wolves. Those are huge. The only wolves in Florida are a few red wolves, which almost look like big coyotes. They have reddish-brown coloring and are very small for a wolf. These individuals were silver, gray, and black, and I guess they looked to weigh about 140 and 180 pounds. One was smaller than the other, and when I looked at them, I instinctively knew they were a pair, one male, one female. The red wolves aren't present anywhere near that part of the Florida panhandle, and this was some, something entirely different. Similarly, there wasn't any red-eyed roof-sitting, window-peering bears in the area, as all the bears in the area had been hunted out many years ago. I don't know the true nature of what I experienced was, but it always left me with the sense that it had a very strong supernatural element. Yes, these things had a physical form, but there was something more, something supernatural. My friend knew something, but he was so terrified that all he would tell me is that there were natives in the area and that part of the woods was special to them, and then he would get even more terrified, get a clammed-up look, and change the subject. He used to have a house in the immediate area, and he said strange things happened. 
There was something bad around the house, something in those woods. He said that their house mysteriously burnt down one day and no one was home. They had it rebuilt and it caught on fire and burned down a second time when no one was home. Whatever happened spooked him and was so scary they bought a new home many, many miles away. And he was even spooked to think about it. When locals told me of natives who were purportedly shifters, I began researching and I learned that many tribes had beliefs of dark magic that would allow them to transform much like the skinwalkers. These rituals were always dark rituals that involved blood, sacrifice, or some dark evil deed. After that, I just stayed completely out of the woods around the house, and I didn't walk any further than the barn behind the house at night. There were still several incidents, more loud piercing screams in the night. Once or twice I heard a baby crying out in the woods during the middle of the night. After that, I thought to myself, that's no baby. Something is trying to lure me out there and screw with me. The sound changed from the very distinctive sound of a baby into something wicked and unnatural, almost like an evil, twisted mockery of the sound of a baby crying. I felt that it literally was trying to mess with me, trying to instill terror and let me know it was still there. Shortly after this, I moved away and rarely visited at home and all my encounters of this nature ended. Years later, the house was sold, and I haven't been back since. Thank you for listening, and until next time, when we discuss another tale yet to be told. Thank you for listening, and remember to like and share the show. We would also appreciate a five-star rating wherever possible to help new listeners find the show. We welcome all questions or comments you may have about this or any other episode, and our contact information can be found in the show notes of this episode. You can also follow us at foreverparanormal.com. And if you'd like to support us, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash foreverparanormal. The links to these are also in the show notes of this episode. (laughs) 